Guys, welcome back to another episode of Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu. So guys, I have a special uh, edition for you today. Uh, for some of you guys that have, listening, have been listening to the show since the inception of about four or five months ago, we talk mostly um, quote-unquote real jiu-jitsu or quote-unquote modern jiu-jitsu for competition and sport. Uh, today, I'm pleased to bring you a specialist in an additional area, not only real jiu-jitsu or modern jiu-jitsu, but combatives slash, I say, defensive tactics, something that's near and dear to my heart, things that's gonna, that are going to prevent, uh, protect, excuse me, military, law enforcement, and first responders. So we got some really cool information to put out today. Actually, we just finished training. I just finished uh, kind of picking his, his brain on some concepts and some ideas that I'm going to take forward into training. And hopefully, uh, after listening to this podcast, you guys will think about some of these techniques add them into your training uh, regimen and, and, and keep grinding out there and keep yourselves and your friends safe out on the street. So um, without any delay, I have John Valentine. I call him V because that's the way you'll find him on Facebook and Instagram. I just found out 30 seconds ago that that actually was not his last name. <laughs> so I learned something else new today. We are in Springfield, Virginia, correct? Yes. Springfield, Virginia at Matt Larson's Combatives. Um, guys, let me run off on a tangent real quick. If you do not know Matt Larson, um, then you do not know your history. Let me tell you that. When you're done listening to this podcast, don't stop now. When you're done listening to this podcast, I want you to look up Matt Larson and learn something about uh, this guy. He's a legend. He's not going to tell you he is, and he's not going to act like he is, but he is. Um, and, and most people uh, don't hear that really said, said about them until after they're dead, so I guess they never hear it, but people do recognize it. And do yourself a favor and look up uh, Matt Larson, please. Um, okay, so let me let John introduce himself. Um, give us a little bit of your background, John, and then we're going to run into what I wanted to talk about today. So no further delay. You're, you're on, man. So uh, as far as my journey goes, I mean, uh, you know, I grew up in New York City in the South Bronx. It's probably, you know, pretty rough area as far as New York City goes. And, you know, I've always grown up uh, involved in some type of fighting. Whether, okay. You know, I always describe my elementary school as a pre-jail, you know, because it was just <laughs> like, it was constant, you know, it was, you know, it was just a violent environment. Right. So I was always just involved in martial arts. And, you know, like, like many martial arts get involved, you know, they get bullied or they're, you know, they, what, what really it comes down to is just I wanted to master all the violence going on around me. Okay. So I, that, that's what got me involved in martial arts. Uh, so I was, grew up boxing, karate, taekwondo. Uh, you know, then when I joined the Army, I started doing combatives. And it was the first time I ever got exposed to anything as far as ground-related. Okay. And uh, I was hooked, you know. I wanted to do that, and, you know, and... Uh, backstory as far as basic training goes, I got into like you know I got into a fight in basic training, you know, and uh, so it was a lot of pressure on me as far as like when the combatives day came on, yeah. it was like all right, slugger, you better uh, yeah. win today. Here's so, a guy that's like that likes to fight, so let's see what you got. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so I had that I had to step up, you know, and I, I you know worked out good for me, and I'd been just you know I didn't know what it was or what it, you know back then. Uh, you know, that was 2003 when I just just joined base training. So right. the UFC is right. still still fairly new. So I didn't know anything about jiu-jitsu. And, you know, come down 2008 uh, or 2007, I'm deployed to Iraq. And I get certified in combatives. And, nice. and I got a, a buddy of mine. And I'm training the, uh, you know, the brigade commander who's uh, Colonel Flynn, Michael Flynn. Yeah, yep. that yep. Michael Flynn, the one who nice. was just on yep. Trump's administration. Yep. So, um, yeah, so, his, you know, he, had a, he was a Brazilian guy. He was like, oh, man, this is jiu-jitsu. And I was like what's jiu-jitsu this is combat <laughs> so he destroys me for that entire year and i decide i'm going to go ahead and get involved in jiu-jitsu and 
I haven't looked back since. And nice. I've been working for uh, Matt Larson now for about a, about a year and a half. Okay. You know, teaching uh, teaching defensive tactics, combatives, all the sneaky guys in the greater Washington area, and also nice. you know helping him run his commercial gym down here in uh, Springfield. Nice. Well, thanks for the invite. Thanks for having me out today. Um, so just to recap for you guys, we we did uh, what time is it right now? So we yeah we did almost two hours uh, of training, uh, the two of us just going through drills, back and forth. Uh, working techniques, uh, asking for areas where, where I can improve on techniques or, or advice for a different technique um, that's more applicable to defensive tactics as opposed to uh, IBDJF or, or, or local area competition uh, because sometimes we lose, we lose track of that things. And people that have talked to me recently, they recognize my, my goal. Uh, what I like to say is I'm trying to bridge the gap between uh, sport or real jiu-jitsu, uh, bridge the gap between that and um, real-world tactics, you know, to train uh, combatives to law enforcement and first responders because there's a gap there and, and, and most people don't recognize it until it's too late. Yeah. So um, one thing that, that we were doing at the end here, guys, as we were finishing up is we were doing, I was picking his brain on some punch defense from the bottom and some transitioning from, from being on bottom to, to getting to your weapon. And, and one of the things that John said to me that, that struck was, hey, it's not really that complicated. And, and, and when he said that, I, I said, you know what, let me, let me get you on the show so you can tell the <laughs> listeners out there that it's not this completely different system yeah. that you have to learn that's separate from what you're doing. Well, well if it was hard, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but let's just talk about that. Let's talk about um, why, from your perspective, you say it's not, it's not really that, that complicated. Well, um, the thing is, people build it up as far as in, the, in their mind because, and, and rightfully so, because... This is uh, this transition from you know scoring a point or getting a sub or getting submitted to life or death. You know, right. so people really build it up in their minds and they really just uh, you know, and, and it's really just out of ignorance that they really just make it much harder the training than it really has to be. And okay. a lot of it's just as simple as you know. So if if I were going to start off and I was going to be like, all right, uh, you know, I'm a cop, uh, you know, my just like any other institutionalized training, it was substandard and yeah. it was, you know, as far as what I really need. And I wanted to build a program for me and my guys. The first thing I would do is, first is I'd get a blue gun, right? Uh, you know, a blue Glock or, you know, whatever it is that your duty weapon is. And I'd start, you know, grappling with that, you know, just put your belt, throw your belt on and, you know, come to your open mats. And it was like, hey, man, I'm going to throw my belt on and start, you know, working these things out here. You know, if you want to go for my gun, go ahead, go for it. You know, you'll, and you'll start finding answers just by just by doing that. You know, so one one of the best things about jujitsu, uh, you know, the, this this sparring is is not just that it's it's fun and it gets you in great shape, but right. it's it's a technique generator. So we get to based on the problems that we come across, we get to expand upon those solutions you know what yeah. i mean because as you come up with solutions then so do so does your opponents you know Absolutely. what i mean so everybody's constantly evolving so yeah. and it just it's as simple as just getting out there and, and the second thing i would do is i i get the i get matt larson's book modern combatives you yeah. know you know teaching and it, there's not a lot of techniques in there at all really but as far as what he's discovered from training people right because i mean you know, what is it? It's been many millions of people who have gone through the combatives program, Absolutely. right? Yep. For over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so he's got all the research as far as like, you know, a lot of guys feel like, well, hey, let me throw my kit on and let's just go ahead and go at it. And I'm like, 
you know, or, or you know, and I'm talking about kit. I mean, like helmet, hard yep. plates, and stuff like that. And then if you just pick up the book, you realize, well, it really didn't do much to improve people's technical efficiency, but it did a lot as far as improving uh, the injury rate, right? <laughs> so, so just things like that, you know, because one thing we, you know, we have as far as law enforcement, military, we have a, a burden of constant fitness, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we have to constantly stay healthy. So, you know, smart training is training that is both realistic, intense, but also you're taking into a fact that I want to stay healthy so mm -hmm. I can go ahead and do the mission. So how often do you think, though, that you should actually uh, train in full kit? I mean, is there ever a time for that? or? Yeah, there, there's times for it. Yeah. Like, so if you're going to go and run some, um, you know, some uh, CQB drills, that's okay. a good time to do it, you know? Yeah. And even then, it's not even totally necessary. You could just run that with a battle belt and just, you know, scrap over guns, you know? Yeah. So that even, even then, I think that's plenty, plenty. And what are you, so uh, I know we discussed this a little bit earlier, but for everyone else, if I'm looking at an open mat or it's just two, two of us want to train, yeah. um, what would you recommend to be a good flow for that? Or what, would that, what do you think that should look like um, as far as, because once, we're, once again, I'm keying on the, hey, it's not that complicated, but mm -hmm. are we talking about, hey, let's do a little, let's do a little pummeling, let's okay. do some, you know, some sweeps, let's do, wh what should that look like to most uh, benefit my training if I have a half an hour, 45 minutes? Um, well, I, I first change the, I first in, in the, first thing I, I just be like, okay, what are, what is going to be my situation, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a cop walking the beat or, you know, I'm a soldier going in the door. So what's going to be my situation? That's going to be, that's going to start standing up, right? Yep. So first thing I would work is start working on pummeling, neck wrestling, things like that, how to cut the angles, uh, how to, how to use those figure four grips, you know, um, you know, Russian arm drags and stuff like that. I mean, and you see it apl uh, applicable and you see it at the highest levels, right? But then people, all you need is context, right? And, and context is gonna come from, number one, going out and competing, and number two, just getting the, get, getting the gear on and just training yeah. with it. Do you think, and you just kind of, the light bulb kind of went off in my head, do you think that the average uh, person, whether military, law enforcement, jujitsu, uh, however you want to frame it, mm -hmm. does enough training on the feet from the clinch? No, no. And, and, um, and I think the issue, it's not really an issue, it's just that, you know, the, the jiu-jitsu culture is just, it's awesome, you know? It's yeah. like you meet awesome people. And, and I mean, it's, it's really intimate, so you get to, you know, become very friendly with people and you get to know who they really are. Because, yeah. you know, once you, you see how they deal with adversity and stuff like that, and you see, you know, your buddy, he's willing to rise to the occasion, that's awesome, you know? So, it, but at the same time, you know, because it's such a fun uh, way of training, a lot of people get caught into specializing, you know? Yeah. So that, that's just really the drawback. And, and they start losing context, too, because, you know, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of competition. I yeah. love it. I think it's, it's the best thing you can do because... The first thing that's going to happen is you're going to start, you know, kind of getting your act together. You're going to mm -hmm. start maturing and realize, oh well, if I want to win this thing, I got to get, I got to eat right. I got to get in shape. I got to start doing my drills and stuff yeah. like like we just spent, you know, two hours here just drilling. Um, you know, that you start getting active, but at the same time, then people start operating within the rule set, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then they start losing the context, and that, and and all martial arts they share that same issue, right? Whereas as soon as con competition is in introduced. Everybody starts going off azimuth because they want to win. So how do you how do you guys how do you guys approach that or address that issue? I mean, do you specifically do periods of clinch work? Yes. Because uh, I, I tell you, your Russian ties 
very strong. Yeah. And if you feel, I can tell that you're very comfortable yeah. in that position. And the control you have, I was, I can notice, I noticed it right away when we were doing our stand-up drilling. I was like, your control here is is very good. Yeah. And um, that's area actually, ironically, one of the areas that I want to work the most. Yeah. And it's not. I, there's a huge divide when I'm talking about. Um, um, controlling clinch work or grappling from, I'm not even talking single leg, double leg, right. uh, fireman's car. I'm not talking takedowns from that perspective. I'm talking about control, right. upper body control, uh, being able to pin someone up against a wall, um, being able to create space and transition to a right. weapon or something like that. So how do you, how do you guys address that in training? Well, the thing is you just have to keep in mind multiple training methods, right? So we're not, uh, you know, not just doing the, you know, as far as combatives goes, right? Yeah. Everybody feels that combatives is a, is a jiu-jitsu program. And jiu-jitsu is a great thing, and I, and I love it. And I've been doing it for, you know, almost 10 years now. Uh, so, uh, sorry about that. So, so I've, been, I've been doing this for about 10 years now, and I think it's a great training method. But there's tactical disadvantages in every single training method. And the absolutely. only way you're going to find them is by doing other training methods. No, absolutely. So, agree. And, and I'll give you, a, you know, just a real simple example, you know what I mean? Like for me to, you know, if you just do neck wrestling with knee strikes the same way that um, Muay, Thai, Muay Thai fighters do, you know, yeah. they, they spend an hour doing that, fighting from the clinch, you know, then, then wrestlers, you know, you've got six-year-olds in Bulgaria right now, they understand how to pummel. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got to take those training methods and start and putting them into what you're doing, you know. So, and the hard part is overcoming your you know, the whole oh, no ego concept, yeah. right? You've got to overcome yourself in that, you know, you can't just focus on the things you like. Yeah. You've also no, gotta, you got to you spend the time on the things you're not good at. Yeah. I, and I tell you, when you start to do, uh, a, just you can just grab someone and say, hey, let's do a little bit of clinch work. And yeah. it's immediately recognizable that they're not doing it, right. that they're not training. Right. And, and I'm, I'm in that boat. Yeah. But when you, when you talk about military law enforcement and first responders yeah you have to do that that is i watch a lot of videos and everyone thinks oh this fight's going to the ground yeah but where did you where did you lose right that position to end up on the ground usually they lost somewhere on their feet and right. i'm not talking once again i'm not talking about shooting a single leg or shooting yeah. a double leg you know i'm talking about exactly like you say yeah, clinch it's, work it's somewhere in the clinch right yeah. i mean you know and and they get you know they get caught up in their weapon and they don't know what to do so they freak out and they lose their balance and then all of a sudden it's a ground fight you know yeah. so that's it, awesome yeah that's great I, so give me give me a couple techniques that would be in your top this is a not really a good question so mm -hmm. you know right. it, I, i'm going <laughs> you know i'm going to say that before i even frame it but right. give me a couple techniques or because it, it's scenario dependent, but things that you said, hey, I've got 15 minutes to work today. That's mm -hmm. it. What am I going to do today? Um, so if I'm, I'm a guy walking out, you know, and I'm, I'm a concealed carrier, the first thing I'm doing is I'm working my pummeling, yep. right? And, uh, you know, breaking contact and transitioning between pummeling uh, from, from body pummeling to neck wrestling, right? With, you know, bridging the gap there, you know, using head and arm controls, rushing, you know, arm drags and stuff like that. I mean, uh, also, uh, even, even if you're just using a, a society, you know, and just, you know, using the foot sweeps to yeah. kind of create some off-balance, create some distance, so that way you can establish that projectile weapon range. I mean, that, that, that's what I'd work. If I had, like, 15 minutes, and that's what I'd start right there. You just hit on something else. I was trying to wrap it up, guys, but you just yeah. hit on something else yeah. when you said that. You said establishing projectile weapon range. Yep. That is not taught anywhere outside of the academy. Mm -hmm. 
And if you're only training at your academy once a year, yeah. or if you only train as a cadet and then you never go back, that is one of the glaring deficiencies in training. Yeah. Because where do you where do you train that? Well, the, here's the thing, right? <laughs> I mean, the the real issue as far as like, you know, there, there's a lot of cultural issues as far as you know making cops or soldiers train but a lot of it has just come from their outlook and that they think that well you know I, what am I gonna do hand-to-hand -hand for when am I gonna go fist to cuffs for somebody so that that's the whole thing you gotta rethink your whole outlook like yeah. it's not about it's not about hand-to-hand -hand. you're not gonna just drop your belt and go to fight like the same way they do it <laughs> old English style right put them up but you know the thing that happens is that you got to start thinking about it this is a close-range gunfight yes you know so if I, you know, let, let's talk like talking about the retention shot, right? Like if we define marksmanship, we'll call it marksmanship. Well, well, you know, loosely, loosely defining it, we'll say it's side alignment, uh, you know, side alignment, sight picture, right? Trigger squeeze. Uh, how much of that is involved in a, in a retention shot? You know, when you go into an eight by eight by eight room, yes. how much marksmanship is involved there, yeah. right? Yeah. But you're definitely using guns, right? You're yeah. definitely using <laughs> weapons. So that's not a hand-to-hand -hand fight. That's not even a, that's not even a marksmanship contest. That is a close-range gunfight. Yeah, that's 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 strong, man. Powerful. I, like I said, I'm glad I'm glad we sat down today. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I hope I can get this message out to as many as many people as possible, uh, yeah. because maybe it'll trigger somebody to walk into a gym and ask for something different, yeah. or to say, hey, where can I go to do this? Um, so aside from training here, what else are you working on? I know you have some other stuff in the works. So I'm allow you giving uh, you some time to plug your plug your uh, your entrepreneur. Uh, stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, um, you know, on, on I'm working something. I call it a C4 C4 Combatives. Uh, it's just an acronym for Concealed Carry Combatives Course. Nice. And it's a it's a lot of the same stuff that I or it is things I've learned from Matt Larson yeah. and uh, you know ex expanding upon that and you know and everything that. I've learned over my time with being, uh, you know, competitive shooting, competitive martial arts, and every, everything, just mixing all, all of it together. Nice. Yeah, putting all of it together. And, and this is specifically for, um, you know, just a concealed carrier because people, they'll go to concealed carry course and they'll shoot their five, seven, and nine yards so they, to get their permit. And they and don't realize, like, how close that is, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. So. so, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me, uh, C4 Combatives. Um, Facebook or you know all, all my all my social media is uh, C4 combatives. Okay, nice. Uh, and but you know I'm, I'm here with uh, Matt Larson, Matt Larson's combat, Matt Larson's combatives. Uh, so you can go on combatfit.com and find me there too. We're also in Springfield, Virginia. Correct. Yep, That's where Springfield. I keep asking myself where the hell am I right now? <laughs> We're in Springfield, Virginia, guys. Pretty easy to find. Um, Backlick Road, correct? Yes. So off of Backlick Road, 7720, I believe it is. 7702. Sorry yes. about that correction. Um, guys, great place to train, great place to stop in. Um, before I wrap it up, uh, let me hit you up with my uh, collaborative uh, sponsors, my partners out there. So I have, uh, if you use uh, WPO50, WPO50 at trapbjj.com, that's 50% off a 12-month uh, subscription at Trap BJJ Elite Video uh, Instruction by World Class Black Belt Instructors. Also, guys, I'm going to be on Trap pretty soon. Uh, I'm going to have my own segment, but I'm going, I'm looking at doing exactly what we talked about today, guys. I'm looking at doing, actually, uh, if you want to say combatives or defensive tactics, I want to uh, open that area up on Trap BJJ. So uh, it's available for iPad, Android devices, uh, offline content. Check it out, guys, trapbjj.com, code WPO50 for 50% off. Also, if you're looking for uh, geese, kimonos, 
Matt, guys, head over to Fuji.com. Use my code WPO15, WPO15, for 15% off your purchase. Fuji is known worldwide, guys. We got geese, we got mats, we have apparel, uh, gloves, whatever you need. Go over there. Karate, BJJ, Judo, MMA, they've got it all. WPO15 for 15% off your purchase, guys. Thanks for dialing in today. John, any last words? Any last comments? Just remember, combatives is not about anything other than a close-range gunfight. There you go, guys. Close-range gunfight. My military, law enforcement, first responders, hope to see you guys on the mat. Uh, hope to see you guys or just hear about you guys training, man. Hit me up on social media, Workplay Obsession, Life in Jiu-Jitsu, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. We're all over the place, guys. Reach out to me. Ask me questions. Shoot me an email, workplayobsessionbjj at gmail.com. If you know somebody you want on the show or if you even want to be on the show, we can sit down and discuss anything and all things. Or just invite me to an open mat. I'll come by, train. Uh, we can share some knowledge. I don't know, drink water, eat hamburgers, whatever you guys want to do, man. Just give me a call, shoot me an email. Uh, thanks for dialing in, guys. Keep grinding.